Part 3. Escape from New York. The year is 1997, and Snake Plissken has to rescue the president. Nah, just kidding. That's the plot of John Carpenter's Escape from New York from 1981. Highly recommend, though. It's present day. Times Square is filled with Christmas spirit and poorly dressed street performers. Happy the Elf peeks her head out from behind a corner. She's wearing Johnny Cash black sunglasses and a trench coat, but she still has her elf hat on, just so we know who she is. A couple makes out in front of the Disney store. Mm. Mm. Happy tugs at the guy's waist. Oh, hey, little buddy. Uh, yeah, excuse me, are there any payphones nearby? What the heck is a payphone? Mm. <laughs> Only poor people use payphones, or people from the 1980s. Dead end. Happy finds an elderly man sitting on a bench drinking out of a paper sack. Happy sits next to him. Hello, do you know where I can make a phone call? I don't know anything anymore. Oh, come on, elderly man. Think. You could call on my cell phone, but I don't have one. Ah! Happy doesn't look so happy. Back at Toymaker Worldwide, Goldman doesn't look so happy either. He pours himself a big gulp-sized glass of whiskey. He takes a big old drink and doesn't even wince. He reaches into his desk and pulls out a file folder that is bursting with papers. He slams it on the desk and opens it. Stupid Santa Claus! Goldman swigs the rest. He passes out. His head falls onto the papers. Darkness. We're in a black void now. Goldman falls through the papers and they fly and fall all around him as he falls in extra cool slow motion. A report hits Goldman in the face and he tears it off and looks at it. I went to spy on all of the North Pole Incorporated factories, but when I got there, all of them were empty. Empty? Yes, sir. Empty. It looks like they bought all of their buildings and never ever used them. Goldman throws the report into the void. Then another picture hits him in the face. It's a picture of a forwarded package. Hey, Herb. All right, what do you got for me? I have a friend inside the UPS who found this. It's forwarding a package from a North Pole Incorporated building to the, get this, North Pole. He says they forward over 4,000 packages a day. There is no Santa Claus. Goldman hits the ground, the bottom of the void. The papers fall all around him. Silence. Is anybody there? I can't see anything. Footsteps. They reverberate like drums in a cave. Hello? The footsteps stop. Ho, ho, ho. What is this? Some kind of sick game? Lights turn on. Bright. The black void is now a white void. A giant Santa Claus, like Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man-sized Santa Claus, looms over Goldman. Fear me! Meanwhile, at the real North Pole, Santa is not a monster. He's actually quite nice. A red rotary phone rings. Santa Claus sits at his desk, checking his list. He picks up the phone. Hello? Santa? It's me, Happy. I'm in New York City. Well, now, if my cheeks didn't just get a little rosier, it's great to hear your voice, Happy. We've all been so worried. Where are you calling from? Well, I couldn't find a payphone, and no one would let me borrow their cell, so I went to the Apple Store to make a free call from the iPhone display. Good thinking, Happy. You were always the brightest. Santa taps on his window, and a reindeer peeks in. I'm sending Dancer to come get you. Meet him at the petting zoo in Central Park. He'll be there by morning. I'll be there. 
She hangs up. Happy turns around, and an Apple employee startles her, literally inches away. See, now I think the green iPhone would go great with your hat, like perfectly. I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Now, would you like to purchase some Apple Care on your non-purchase? What? No. Happy walks away, unsure of the value of two years of Apple Care on absolutely nothing. Then, right as Happy walks out of the store, a hand covers her mouth. Happy struggles. She turns to see who it is. It's Alden. Shh. Alden bursts through the door of his apartment. He removes Happy from underneath his coat, still with a hand over Happy's mouth. If I take this hand off, do you promise not to scream? Mm-hmm. Happy nods yes. Okay. Alden removes his hand. Happy immediately spits in his face and jumps away. <laughs> Now, we do a little Tom and Jerry routine of Alden running around his apartment trying to catch Happy. Get back here, elf! Never! Happy jumps higher than you'd expect and propels herself off some furniture into the air. Alden jumps and swats her down. Whack! Happy falls to the floor, first hitting a mirror that literally shatters everywhere, just for dramatic effect. Oh, God. Alden moves over to Happy's limp body, surrounded by mirror shards. Alden looks at himself in the broken glass. What are you doing, Alden? Now, of course, his conscience starts talking to him from the other side of the mirror. This isn't you. I'm just so pathetic. You're not pathetic. This is your moment. You can be an elf abuser or you can change your life. Right here, right now. But doesn't that seem out of character for me? Maybe this is your first defining character moment. Now, back at Toymaker Worldwide, Goldman is still there, face down on his desk, whiskey drunk. Santa. Stupid Santa. If I can't beat him, I might as well destroy him. Goldman's eyes pop open. He sits up. I'm going to destroy Santa Claus! <laughs> Goldman continued to laugh until morning. <laughs> it's a curious thing, laughing as the sun comes up. You have to realize somewhere along the way that it's not as cool as laughing until the sun goes down. Oh well. Nevertheless, back at Alden's place, Happy wakes up underneath a comfortable blanket by a small fireplace. She has a note lying on her chest. She opens it. It reads, The world needs your magic. Forgive me. Sincerely, Alden. Happy tucks the note into her jacket and heads outside, tired. Ugh, I need some coffee. She turns the corner and sees a Starbucks with a line of about 200 people. Ugh, maybe later. Happy keeps walking and finds her way to the Central Park Petting Zoo. The worker lady opens the gate. Do you want to pet the llama? Everyone gets here early to pet the llama. I'm good, thanks. Your loss. Sometimes he even spits on you for free. Happy looks to the sky and sees Dancer flying a little sleigh. Happy waves her hands. Dancer lands with a running stop. Whoa. I know, right? Merry Christmas. Happy pets Dancer's head and Dancer smiles. Happy gets in. Dancer takes a running start and flies off. And it's always a pretty magical experience, honestly. Happy knows it. I know it. Dancer knows it. We all know it. I really wish there was a Starbucks nearby. Dancer neighs. No way. Really? Dancer neighs again. We can't understand him, but Happy does. 
Let's make a pit stop. It's coffee time, baby. Dancer lands at a Starbucks in the middle of nowhere, literally in a field covered in ice with nothing around for miles. There's a polar bear standing in line right behind Happy. Yes, uh, I'll take the venti mocha frappuccino. Make that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. The polar bear talks, but the reindeer doesn't deal with it. Whoosh! The sleigh takes off with a burst of purpose. They fly over a mountain of snow, and it reveals the North Pole. All of the elves, Santa, and Mrs. Claus are waiting at the town center for Happy and Dancer to land. Dancer comes to a perfect stop. Everyone cheers. Yay! Welcome back, Happy. Oh, glad to be back. Now, let's get back to work. Not so fast. Santa gestures to the crowd of elves, and Mrs. Claus reveals a hand-crocheted love seat. I crocheted this for you, my dear Happy. <laughs> She's the best, isn't she? Moments later, Santa and Happy meet in Santa's office. Hmm. And he seemed pretty angry. Very. That's not good. Why not, Santa? I didn't think we cared about the competition. Oh, we don't. But Happy... There's something about Herbert F.W. Goldman that I haven't told you. He's not just a rival to North Pole Incorporated. He's also the only child to have never believed in Santa Claus. <gasps> There's no telling what he might do. My God. My God, indeed. At that exact moment, halfway across the globe, Goldman steps into a toy store. An employee greets him. Can I help you find something, sir? You could help me find a way to destroy Santa Claus. Well, I can't help you there, but he's definitely destroying sales records with the fun game, that's for sure. Maybe he could send us more so we're not always running out of stock. Maybe I can help with that. <laughs> this concludes part three of the greatest Christmas story ever told. You didn't know we'd be ending with a cliffhanger, did you? Well, you should. This is a story, after all. <laughs>